With our lips let us sing one confession With our hearts hold to one truth alone For He has erased our transgressions Named us and called us His own
Praise God. It's 9 o'clock in the morning, amen. Today is uh, November the 20th, 2022, amen. just want to welcome everyone today to the broadcast. Like I said, today is November the 20th, 2022, and it's 9 a.m. in the morning, amen. And uh, a lot of things in my heart, amen, a lot of things happening, amen, and uh, all to the glory and honor of the Father, amen. Um. I'll just wait a minute or so here. Let's see, it's 9 o'clock, so 9.01. I want to cover some few scriptures that the Lord laid on my heart, and then we'll get into the outline, amen? Praise God. You know, everything in our lives, really, the strength of the foundation says everything, right? If a building has a weak foundation, then it's going to be apparent, amen, there's going to be problems in the foundation, plumbing issues, you know, all sorts of problems that happen because of this foundation, it's not right. Well, when our lives are not built on Jesus Christ, in other words, some 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 of our lives, you know, we give it to the Lord, other parts of our lives, we hold it back, and uh, and the problem is, is that, you know, when the pressure comes in our lives, the question is, what are we going to do under the pressure, right? And I've witnessed many situations, um, individuals that I've known that have buckled under pressure. You know, they break down. And uh, ultimately, for me, you know, it's always about my faith toward God, right? What do I have in my relationship with my father? How strong is the foundation, right? And, you know... <clears throat> When you start understanding sonship in your life, lives and uh, you're seeking only to please the Father and only to preach his word, right? Jesus only had one message. It was the gospel of the kingdom, amen? He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, what he was about to get out to do and go distribute as far as the sower soweth the word, right? He was going to go start distributing the kingdom of God, amen? He was going to go plant those seeds everywhere he went. And as the scripture says, the farmer doesn't know how the seed comes up, but eventually you see a small, you know, blade. You see a, a, an evidence that something has been planted there. And then you, you as the plant starts maturing more, right, you start seeing evidence of what that plant is. It might be corn, you know, it might be bell pepper, jalapenos, tomatoes, whatever it is. And then eventually, you know, you're able to partake of the fruit, right? The full maturation, the fruit now the tree of the plant has come into maturity, and now it's able to distribute fruit. Amen. Praise you, Father. I just acknowledge your presence right now, Father God. I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord God. I thank you for your word, Father, that's life unto those who find them and help to all their flesh, Father. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, for your precious Holy Spirit. Amen. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name for those that are partaking today and those that will partake, amen. I pray that the seed of the kingdom of God would land in their hearts, Father God, and grow and become full, fully matured seeds, fully matured sons, in other words, that now the fruit that's broken off of our lives is fruit that anyone can eat of, off of, and it's ripe and it's ready, glory to God. And I thank you for your precious word today, Father. I thank you for your precious spirit, Father, and I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord in all of our lives, Father, and how that you are the one that has promised, and therefore you also are the one that has performed, amen, through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
I thank you for this, Father, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> you know, when I made that statement right there, uh, my heart, of, you know, the presence of God just released, you know. And it reminded me of something that I thought about this week, the seeds, right? The seeds of the kingdom of God, right? They've got to come into maturity before that fruit is available to serve and do what its purpose was, right? Well, like I said, in the kingdom of God, it's the same thing with us, right? The will of the Father and what he's trying to distribute and give to his people, <clears throat> it's the same thing for us, right? We have to come into maturity, right? So that now we can break off Christ anywhere we go, right? Jesus said, I am the bread of life, amen. You can partake of me. You can partake of me, and you're going to get Zoe, glory to God, life of God, amen. And not just, you know, in the traditional sense, right, we, we, we're we going to go win a lot of souls, right? Well, it's not about just getting people born again. That is the beginning. But understand that a son is given. A child is born, Isaiah 9, 6, but a son is given. A son comes into maturity. A son is now able to be given back to the people, amen, given back to the world to distribute and break forth Christ everywhere they go. And uh, like I said, that reminded me of something earlier. And uh, I thought about, you know, when Jesus turned around and he cursed the fruit, fruit fig tree, right? And no longer will this tree produce fruit, he said. And the scripture says that the disciples marvel, right? And then <clears throat> later on, you know, he explained to them what he was talking about. And uh, and he and he and he got on to him about their faith, right? You need to have the God kind of faith, right? And we're going to discuss that today, glory to God. The the pieces, right? That they were laid one against another, and what happened in the path of what happened in that process and that and that great revelation right there about faith, right? Faith faith is for the spirit. Faith is from the spirit, and it's for the soul, right? It comes out of your spirit, right? The breath of God. And he believed in the Lord God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Amen. It's the same thing for us. We have to believe in the Lord God and what his word tells us and teaches us. And therefore, it's going to be accounted to us to the, for the right thing or righteousness, in other words. And so just as Abram did when, when he saw that great revelation, glory to God, God and initiated something, started something there about the process of how we operate in faith toward God and how through faith and patience we inherit the promises. All right. Now we know everything is summed up in Christ. Everything that 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 uh, that has transpired in this kingdom of God, in the purpose of God, everything is all fulfilled in Jesus Christ. The problem that the body of Christ has is that believing everything that Jesus did for them. Believing that himself bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases and with his stripes we are healed. I mean, when your body is going through whatever it's going through, right, what, whatever kind of affliction or whatever kind of pain or whatever kind of of uh, disease, right, that's putting you out of your normal state of life, right, your comfort, this eased, and, and you have a problem and all you're doing is focusing on that problem, right? You're not focusing on the precious, which is Jesus Christ, right? And that's the whole, the whole, uh, the victory here that we have in the Lord Jesus that we continue to believe, amen? We continue to trust, and we continue to rely, and we continue to lay hold on God's word. And that means that we're coming continuously into his presence so that life of God is able to breathe on that word, glory to God. And now 
the, the, your spirit, man, has just released life, and your soul gets a hold of it, right? And now your soul starts believing and trusting and adhering to what God has said in your spirit. And now on that, you move in faith toward God. You now understand the spirit and the word. You're, you're, you've come into a place where you've consistently, glory to God, manifested the glory of God in the purpose of what God had dropped that seed in your spirit for. Amen? That breath of one. Do you understand that? So we're going to get into all that. I'm just so excited, amen, all these uh, precious uh, principles that start electrifying, glory to God, kicking off in my spirit. Now, like I said, the tree, right, he said, cursed, this tree will produce fruit no more. Now, I mean, you know, as it is in the kingdom of God and as it is by the Holy Spirit, you know, things get revealed in their season and for their time, right? And, uh, and I've heard, you know, a lot of good teaching on that particular principle there when Jesus cursed the fig tree. But what we have to understand is the similitude of what Jesus was always teaching the people in parables, right? He's giving them examples of what he was training them on what to be like, which is himself. He was the pattern son, right? He is the model that we measure, the canon that we measure our lives against. And, uh, so he said, cursed is the fig tree, right? This tree will never produce fruit again, all right? Now, there's a lot of trees out there, all right? Not just, I'm not just talking physically here. Now we're going to talk about something in the spiritual side. There's a lot of trees, right, that are producing fruit, all kinds of fruit, fruit that's no good. <laughs> Some fruit you might consider it okay, but the majority of the time, the fruit is no good. In other words, you know, the trees are like organizations, right? Edifices, structures, you know, things that are producing fruit. And Jesus said, cursed, this tree will not produce fruit anymore. All right? Now, what does that say about what Jesus and what the Father is returning back to the church? Right? The judges. Those that are able to say yes and those that say no, glory to God. Yes to the purpose of God. Yes to the will of God. Yes to the anointing. Yes to the strength. Yes to the miracle power of healing people. Yes to teaching the people. Yes to training and making disciples. Yes. Releasing the life and the presence of God. No to all these demonic organizations that are producing fruit. And Jesus said, cursed, this tree will no longer produce fruit anymore. So God is returning, you know, these sons of God that are able to understand the times and the seasons, right? The sons of Issachar that understood how to how to understand the times and the seasons that they were in. And the season that we're in, right, is God is bringing us up and maturing us, amen? Bringing us up to maturation, full maturity. So that now we are a tree or a, or a, or a, or a son of God, daughter of God that's producing fruit. And everybody can eat off of that fruit, amen, and get life, amen, life of, of God. Not eternal life that you're going to live forever, eternal Zoe. Because that word eternal life, life is the word Zoe. Zoe is God's life all the time. Glory to God. The presence of God being released everywhere you go. Your spirit breathing on you, glory to God. And because of your sensitivity, your awareness, Father. I mean, because of your sensitivity, awareness, and expectation of your spirit, man, being released by the Holy Ghost, amen, as he quickens, amen. 
as, as, as David said, there are many afflictions around me. Quicken me, Lord, according to your word. In other words, I need direction out of my spirit, glory to God, to know what the next plan and the next move is. And all this because of the strength of the foundation, glory to God. The stronger the foundation, the more pressure, amen, that that foundation can maintain. But not only that, the stronger the edifice, the stronger the building, the stronger the house, whose house we are, the stronger the sons of God, the stronger the daughters of God. Do you understand? In the earth today. And you know what's interesting? First Timothy chapter 4, right? Praise God. Oh, God. He said, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. There it is right there. They shipwreck their faith. They don't, they don't no longer know how they can continue to believe God and trust his word because they're not seeing the evidence of God's word and the fulfillment of God's word in their lives. But see, this is where you, as the scripture says, nevertheless, the, let me see, I'm sorry, how's it go? Let me think. The just shall live by faith. There it is. The righteous continue to live by faith toward God over and over and over and over again. So some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, it doesn't take, as you will, a rocket science rocket scientist to understand what what times that we live in right how dangerous these times are how perverted these times are and the agendas that are being pushed all around us the purposes of man right the good news is is that if you trust god in his word as the scripture says there's a way that seems right unto man but the end thereof are the ways of death all these trees and all these seeds that have been planted by the demonic realm are cursed and they will no longer produce fruit anymore. Because you see, the Bible teaches us very clearly, right? If you read the story of Nahum, I mean uh, Balaam. And uh, he said that I cannot curse what God has blessed. And I cannot bless what God has cursed. See, therefore, you cannot either bless what God has already cursed. These trees and all these edifices that are rising up. Sons of, I mean, daughters, of, sons and daughters of Satan, right? Children of Belial, worthless, wicked children, wicked that despise the kingdom of God, despise the sons of God. They're doing their very best to take down the sons of God and the daughters of God. But the good news is, is that God is the one that promises, and therefore He performed in Christ Jesus. And as long as you stay there in faith toward God and your relationship towards the Father. You don't have anything to fear. That's the bottom line, glory to God. You see, death has no more hold on me. Death, where is your sting, O death, right? You see, it no longer bothers me, glory to God, if I live or if I die. Live in the natural or die in the natural. Because I know that if I die, glory to God, I'm going to be with the Father. Amen? If I live, I live in the Lord. Paul said, if I die, I die in the Lord. Amen? And how can you tempt a dead man? You cannot bring anything to a dead man. That is, a man that has reckoned himself to be dead indeed unto the world, but alive unto God. Amen. You see, on the one side I'm alive, on the other side I'm dead to myself. Right? This is 
sonship, right? The pattern son is always, always, always seeking to glorify Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, in Philippians, it teaches us that he made himself of no reputation. That is the heart of a son of God, a daughter of God that's only seeking the Father's will. Is that they're not looking for their own reputation. They're not looking for their own glory, you see. All right, now, um, praise God. Now, there's one other thing I wanted to allude to here. So we talked about the tree, right? Now, in Second Timothy, well, hold on a minute. The latter times, right? Where was I at here? Was I here or was I there? Okay, so in Second Timothy, before I continue on, let me read back the scripture here that I was looking at. I'm sorry, the same passage that we were looking at, but I wanted to also help you understand here that in the latter times, right, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits or doctor and doctrines of devils. It says doctrines, teachings. All right? Now, speaking lies, all right, all this falsehood, all this, the, the Hebrew word is the word mendacious, promul promulgating erroneous Christian doctrine, but it's, it's so much so now that it doesn't even matter, you know, like I said, the agendas of the devil, the uh, Satan and the demonic realm, right, are to are stop the production of babies in the earth, in the natural. Well, in the in the spiritual sense, what is that saying? It's saying that, that the enemy doesn't want sons of God and daughters of God to grow up. He wants them to stay babies. Right? Because as a baby, he's got you defeated. But as a son of God or daughter of God that's walking in maturity, as a weos of God, right? And that understand the spirit of adoption, right? With, with how was that? With the Sia. Was that pronunciation? And the only reason I understand how to say that word is because I was listening to a teaching by a brother. But the point is, is that you can't, you can't, like I said, you cannot, anybody that's died to themselves, that's it. The enemy doesn't have a foothold there anymore. As, as Jesus said, the prince of this world comes but finds nothing in me, right? Speaking lies and hypocrisy, right? Hip, hip, hypocrisy, right? We know what a hypocrite is, right? It's someone that's uh, acting under a feigned part. In other words, F-E-I-G-N-E-D, in other words, false, right? And uh, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry. In, in <laughs> I was reading this post recently or just alluded to this post, it says that now certain uh, organizations, right, uh, LG, ABC, whatever, they understand that when someone says traditional marriage, they understand that that's a slam against untraditional. Well, yeah, there is a, there's a pattern that was set up between a man and a woman, right? For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother, right? And uh, anyway, you know, anything that, like I said, as soon as the um, the demonic realm, right, starts realizing that this kingdom of God is being preached and as, as, as God's obedient sons of God and daughters of God, we will not stay out of your kingdom, Satan, right? As soon as Satan realizes that, he realizes that he has no more foothold here. And so... Again, it says forbidding to marry, 
and commanded to abstain from meats which God had created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. All right, so for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. Amen. So, again, thanksgiving, right? Praise God. And uh, we receive it with thanksgiving, right? We receive God's kingdom with thanksgiving. We receive everything that God brings us into our lives with thanksgiving. Amen. Praise God. All right. All right, now, um, let's go back to now another verse, and this is in Second Timothy, all right, 2.19. It says, and this is again about the foundation. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure or stable. Having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his, and that everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Well, what does that tell us right there? about sons of God, daughters of God. You know, even even in today's age, it's not just enough to say I'm a Christian, right? Because that can mean a whole world of things, right? But when you start saying that you're a son of God or a daughter of God, right? For Luke, I mean, John 1, 12, to as many as received him, to them gave he authority to become the sons of God, right? When you start bringing forth that revelation, and that I'm a son of God, and therefore I'm being uh, becoming right into sonship. That that sheds a whole different light on the subject, if you will, on your life. Now, I wanted to read a couple of verses here, a uh, couple more verses here before we get into the outline. Now, in Numbers chapter 16, 15, 16, 5, I'm sorry. And uh, now remember, this was. Verse 3, it says, They assembled together, number 16, 3, against Moses and Aaron, and said unto them, You have gone far enough, for all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? Somebody had a problem here with authority. And when Moses heard this, he fell downward, he fell on his face, and he and he spoke to Korah and all his company, saying, In the morning the Lord will show who he belongs to him, who belongs to him and who is holy. And he will bring him near to himself. The one whom he will choose, he will bring near to himself. Now, we know what happened if you've read that story is that, you know, God chose Aaron. All right. Aaron's rod, the rod budded, blossomed, brought forth fruit, etc. But the piece before that, he says that God knows all right. It says, In the morning the Lord will show who belongs to him and who is holy, and it will bring him near to himself, the one whom he will choose. In other words, the ones whom God has chosen, he brings them near to himself. All right. Because that individual has a strong foundation in the Lord. He's constantly seeking God's will, and therefore God is bringing him to him. Now, but now look at this other verse, Isaiah 26 13. O Lord, our God, other masters besides you have ruled over us. But through you alone we confess your name. Amen. The wicked, the dead will not live again, and the spirits of the dead will not rise and return. Therefore you have punished and destroyed them, and you have wiped out every memory of them, every trace of them. 
Isn't it interesting that God says, I've wiped out every memory. The prophetic word of Isaiah there is that everything that, that these wicked individuals are, they're not even going to be resurrected. They're going to continuously be in a place apart from God. Now, isn't it interesting there is that um, the wicked, right? Like it says, let me read it again, I'm sorry. The wicked dead will not live again. The spirits of the dead will not rise. Therefore, you have punished and destroyed them, and you have wiped out every memory of them, every trace of them. Now, I've said this many times, right, is that um, two males cannot have a baby. They can have no offspring. Two females can have no baby, right? No offspring. Therefore, as the scripture says here, and you have wiped out every memory of them, every trace of them. Isn't that interesting? That Isaiah the prophet spoke that, and that all these individuals, right, that have uh, lived for themselves, honored and glorified themselves, and so on and so on, um, they're no longer going to be, there's no going to be any memory of them anymore. It doesn't matter what you build on this earth, right? And uh, because you have no offspring. You can't produce fruit. My God. Holy Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for your kingdom, Father, in our hearts and our lives. I thank you for sonship, Father, in our hearts and lives. I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord God, and how that you're not a man that you should lie, and neither are you the son of man that you should repent. For have you said, and shall you not do it? And have you spoken it? And shall you not make it good? Wow. Well, like I said, you know, the foundation of God stands sure and let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity, right? So let's go ahead and get started on the outline here. Let me see if I can remember where we're at. Well, let's go ahead and just read our foundational verse there. And that's going to be in Ephesians one eighteen. Praise God. Amen. He that has he that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Right. Mm. He's speaking loud. He's speaking clear. Glory to God. Verse eighteen in Ephesians one: The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You see, you are the inheritance of God. Yes, you receive it. You you have received from the Lord and you continue to receive from, from the Father, right? Your purpose, your your plans, his plans, I mean, into your life, his inheritance, his will, his word, right? Yes. But guess what? You are God's inheritance. He's given you the inheritance in Christ. But as a son of God, you return right back to the Father, glory to God. Amen. And so the will of the Father, right? And so it doesn't matter, you know, what your background is, right? And as I as I stated last week as well, is that circumcision is a matter of the heart in the spirit, not in the letter, right? You see, the sign of the covenant or a sign that you're in agreement with God and you you're going to live according to that will, right? Was that the male child was circumcised on the eighth day. All right? And all that has significance, and uh, 
all that has significance, right? And uh, I'm uh, kind of smiling here because I'm looking at the, uh, the broadcast that's, that's going on, and uh, my brother Gilbert, actually, he's my cousin, he's saying hi to me. So let me respond here, man. We are doing a Facebook Live. Praise God. Again, we are, as it says here, we are the inheritance of God, verse 18, right? And uh, and so, in other words, there's an inheritance, right, that comes from the world, right? There's an inheritance that comes from Satan, right? And the scripture says that, 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 that Eli's sons, right, that they obtained, right, they took whatever they wanted to take. They took the best of the sacrifices, and they were committing, you know, lewd acts, in in the door of the tabernacle in the presence there and uh but the point is is that that the that god called them through the prophet he says you're children of belial your son's worthless you're not producing any fruit for the glory and the honor of the father all right and so but so that that like i said is the religious system right and the sons of god and the daughters of god that are serving in that religious system all the fruit that they're producing all the work that they're doing is dead works. Wow. And again, hopefully today we'll see that in the, in the outline as well, how, how God delivered Abram Abram from dead works. And uh, But so we are the inheritance of God, amen. And so because of this, you know, uh, the purpose of God, right, was to bring us all together in Christ, right? In verse 10 there, verse 10, Ephesians 1, 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one. That passage right there, gather together in one, is to sum up, all right? He, God, God's purpose, like I said, was to bring everybody together in the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, in representation as a son or daughter of God. Amen. The will of the Father. This is what he had in mind. So, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh Verse 5, right, Ephesians 1, 5, having predestinated us unto the adoption of the, or as I said, the Wethesia by Jesus Christ. In other words, in Jesus Christ, his desire was all of us to be matured and grown up, amen, because he had a will. He had a, something that he needed to give to his sons and daughters, amen. So therefore, uh, same thing in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, right, being predestinated be to conform to the image of his son, the image or the exact copy of his son, but not like a parrot, right, that only produces, you know, copies, but under your operation. In other words, all of us have a different operations as sons of God and daughters of God. Nobody does it the same, in other words. I can't do it like my brother Gilbert here online with me, and I can't do it like you do it, and, and you can't do it like I do it. Amen? And that was the thing. God doesn't want to quelch, right, squ squ uh, compress or keep down your expression. But it has to be sanctified. It has to be holy unto the Lord. Amen. In other words, it needs to be dedicated to God. Amen. And so now, um, let me see here. Hold on. I want to read this statement again, right? In Ephesians 1, 5, again, having predestinated unto the adoption of children. Now, the word adoption here was the word witheseia, and uh, actually the adoption of children is all one Greek word. 
And then adoption here just simply states in right there in the, I think it's there. Let me look here. Onto the adoption of children. Yeah, the Thayer definition says here, that nature and condition of true disciples in Christ Jesus, who by receiving the Spirit of God into their hearts and being trained in their souls, right? Because that's where the training needs to take place. That's where the seeds of the enemy all this time that you've been alive before you got born again have been planted in your heart. Those seeds have to be rooted out, right? The corruptible seed. And that doesn't mean that as even as, as you as you walk in maturity before the Lord, that doesn't mean that the enemy and his wicked schemes cannot is not seeking to plant seed in your heart of wickedness. In other words, seed that, seed that produces after its kind. And, of course, we want the incorruptible seed in our hearts that produces Christ, right? In the culture of the kingdom. So who by receiving the Spirit of God into their hearts and being trained in their souls in the culture of the kingdom of God become fully matured sons of God, and as sons and daughters do the will or the inheritance of God on earth as it is in heaven. You see? So, again, the, the, the spirit that produces sonship, right? The Holy Ghost is always leading us to Jesus Christ. Amen? All right? Now, we're just reviewing some things here now. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. Romans chapter 8, verse 15, right? Praise God. Uh, I'm just so grateful, like I said, to to be allowed by the Lord to bring forth his precious word. Amen. It says here, for we have not received the spirit of a bondage again to fear. Romans 8.15. But we have received, Lombano, man, Lombano, take all that you can take, the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So the Son of God, the sons of God, are patterned after the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he is the model, the pattern son. See that you do everything according to the pattern, according to the model that's in front of us, all right? And so we cry out a Father, right? Our heart is always to the Father, to the Father, to the Father, because now you have the heart of the Father. As a son of God, God begins to show you humanity, show you the body of Christ, show you your family. And your heart is always going back to the Father on their behalf, you see. As Jesus, the Bible says that he ever lives to make intercession. He is the go-between. We are the go-between between God and man. Amen? And we cry out a Father all the time. So in verse 14, right, the verse right before that, for as many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The Spirit of God is always going to lead you first to die to yourself because if you're alive, then you cannot do God's will because you're always going to substitute. That's the only two things you can do with authority is represent God's word or substitute it and do your own thing. And that's the same thing anywhere you go, right? And so um, <clears throat> Galatians chapter 4, verse 5, To redeem them that were under the law, you see? We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. We're no longer a subject, right, to the elements of this world, right? For Romans 8, 2, for the law of the spirit of Zoe, life in Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death or the effect of sin and death, all right? And so uh, verse 5 right there, to redeem them that are under the law, 
that we might receive the adoption of sons. Amen. The will of God. And because we are we us, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Amen. You start seeing the heart and the way God wants you to see everything, everywhere, everywhere you go, you start seeing the way God is seeing it. Wherefore, there are no more a servant, but a son, a we us. And if a son, a we us, then the heir of God through Christ. Howbeit then, when we knew not God, we did service unto them which by nature are no gods. See, it was all dead works. It was demonic worship. But now after you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? All right? You can't, I mean, yes, you can, but it's not God's will a desire for you to turn back to the world after you've received his kingdom, after you've received the foundation of God, the, the stand sure of the foundation that's built on the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, you see? You can't go back, in other words, because you don't understand what's happening when you decide that you want to turn back from the Lord. Whew. And uh, I don't want to be in that place, right? <clears throat> now, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, amen. For we are all the we are of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Amen. Mm. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Again, one here simply means one, united. Amen. And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen. Praise God. We are heirs according to the promise of God. Amen. We are all sons of God. We are all daughters of God by faith, matured. In other words, we speak those things that be not as though they were. You have to stay in faith toward God and his word and what his word says. And if you profess God's word and seek God now, that doesn't mean you stay behind and you, you don't seek the Lord. You have to seek God because we won't be changed into that same image. If we don't behold the image, which is Christ, the word, in other words. All right. Now, <clears throat> all right. Now. We are all the wheels of God. Right. And and that's so important, right, that you it's not about it's not a hierarchy, right, with the kingdom of God. It's not about one has more than the other as far as favoritism, right, with the Lord. God wants and loves us all the same because he sent the same Lord Jesus Christ for all of us. Amen. Now, we have not received the spirit of the world, but we have received the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. You see, if you continue to pursue the Father and the word of God, amen, given here is the word to do something pleasant or agreeable, to do a favor to, to gratify, you see, if we continue to press on into the Lord, right? And that reminds me of another scripture in Romans chapter 8. Let me go see if I can locate that one. If we continue on in the Lord, right? We haven't received the spirit of, a, of the world, right? Hmm. 
learns so clear in the Romans chapter 8 what Paul's teaching these Romans, amen, when he, well, with this letter that he wrote, right? And uh, <clears throat> with the carnal mind, verse 7, is enmity, it's against God. Uh, and he says, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if the spirit of God dwells in you. Uh, and if Christ is in you, then the body is dead because of sin. I was trying to find one. Praise God. Well, again, he that is a friend of God, is, he is a friend of, friend of the world is an enemy of God. You have to cut off the world, right? Not You have to be, you live in the world, but you're not of the world, Jesus said. And uh, so the spirit, again, we haven't received the spirit of the world, right? But the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. And it's important to understand, like I said, that your eyes of your understanding might be enlightened. He's not trying to hold back anything from his sons of God, sons of God and daughters, amen. He's not trying to hold anything back from his people, amen, sons and daughters. He has... His only intent, right, is to is to uh, reveal Christ. Because now that he can reveal Jesus in your heart and your life, the sons of God, he be you begin to see his purpose and his desires and what he wants, his will, his word, his work. His will, his word, his way, his work. Amen. Now, Galatians chapter 3.18, amen. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. Amen. This inheritance and what his will was, what his desire was, his word, he gave it by the Spirit by promise. Amen. It, it wasn't, you know, of the law. And then, so therefore, verse 19 says, Wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of transgressions. Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Amen. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but of God. But, of, but God is one. Amen. In other words, the law was given to us to show us transgression. If we didn't have the law, we would know that we were out of bounds, in other words. All right? So, so we understand this, that, that it was given to us by promise. Amen. And so, how do you obtain the inheritance? Well, he tells you in verse 26 here, for you are all that we ask of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Again, faith toward God is the key in understanding what God's word says and how to apply it in your life. What is he releasing out of your spirit, in other words? What word is he breathing on to bring you into your portion, your part, right? Your inheritance, all right? Now, Verse 19 here, Galatians 3. Wherefore, then serveth the law. It was added because of transgression till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. Amen. And who was the seed, right? As he says down here, I just read it. If ye then be in Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed, then heirs according to the promise. So in other words, if you are in Christ, Christ was the seed is the seed. And if we are in Christ, then we are also the seed. 
of what God had in mind in his heart when he told Abram the promise. Amen. And because Abram believed, it was accounted to him as righteousness. Now, Galatians, I mean Genesis chapter 15, praise God. Praise God. Now, verse 1. You know, I was looking at, you know, some of these, um, what do you call it, uh, commentations and stuff about these verses. And I just kept going over and over them, right, and meditating on the Lord and what he's bringing forth, sonship and whatnot. <coughs> Excuse me. In Genesis 15, 1, he says, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. <clears throat> All right. So, he says here, I am your shield, right? And your exceeding great reward. Now this great reward, right, or reward is the word sakal, right? And uh, and it means your hire, your wages, your pay. The payment of contract, concretely salary, fair maintenance, by implication, your compensation, your benefit. I am your shield. And you're exceeding great benefit, great compensation. In other words, the Father was saying here, I am your inheritance. Amen. If you'll just believe me, Abram. And we know that Abram did. Amen. Believe God. And so in verse, um, he says, verse, let's see here, verse 2, right? Now, Praise God. In verse 2 says here, And Abram said, Behold, thou hast given to me no seed, amen, and one born in my house is mine heir. You see, God had already said, I'm going to do, I'm going to give you a son, Abram. All right. But Abram had not seen the promise be fulfilled, right? Now, the word seed here is the word, the Hebrew word zera, Z-E-R-A, all right? Now watch this. Abraham needed a son, right? What am I going to do with all this possession that if I don't have anybody to give it to? The heart of the father, right? Abraham was a father. As the scripture says, a father of many nations. Abraham, Abraham, the multitude, father of the multitude. But anyway, let me make sure that's right. Abram is the Hebrew word. It says, I'm sorry, it means exalted father. All right. He hadn't had a name transition yet, all right? And uh, <clears throat> so, behold, thou hast given me no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. So what's the logical conclusion here, Father? You haven't given me a son as you said you would, so my expectation and what I believe is that I'm supposed to give it to my steward here, Eleazar, as we'll see you later. Well, he says there, is this Eleazar of Damascus? Now, the word seed here, like I said, Verse 2, he says, And Abram said, Lord God, 
What wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of mine house is Eliezer of Damascus. I said that wrong earlier, but verse 2 there. So in other words, Abraham needed a son to give this inheritance to. And so it's interesting that Abram had this desire in his heart, right? Now, Abram said, Behold, you have given me no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir, this Eleazar. Now, the word seed here is Zerah. Interesting word here. <clears throat> it says seed, sowing, offspring. A sowing, a seed, a semen, virile. All right? Now, when I looked up this word, semen, virile, in the, in the, uh, just the plain dictionary, right? Virile show you here it means uh if you describe a man as virile then you mean he has the qualities that a man is traditionally expected to have such as strength and sexual power okay so in other words you haven't given me any seed you haven't even given me the desire to want to produce seed wow isn't that interesting that god had given the promise, but he also brought forth the performance of the promise. How in the world did that happen? How did you make how did you take Abram, who was impotent, and make him potent and powerful to bring forth the seed? To bring forth the son. Isn't that interesting is that without God we can do nothing. Now, you can do it all day long in the world. You can produce, you can make, you can create, you can come up with ideas and philosophies and views. But if you want it to be of God, you've got to wait on the Lord. And again, I say wait on the Lord. You've got to wait on God to breathe or you don't move. That's what Moses in Exodus chapter 33, wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in your sight? Is it not that your presence goes with us? So shall we be separated, both I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. The distinction is, is that the sons of God and daughters have had the presence of God. And because of the presence of God, whatever God wants to bring you into, whatever he's guiding you and leading you into, he's going to provide. Right? And we know what Romans, back from Romans, right, what he says there. Romans chapter 4. Let me go to that. I think it's verse 20. Praise God. You haven't given me the strength to produce, amen. It says here, verse 20. Verse 19. Verse 17. Let's go with that. I'm sorry. Verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. Glory to God. That's the only way. We're going to bring forth the purpose of God, faith, that it might be by grace. In other words, God's going to make it easy for you. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but that, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth, glory to God, the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. 
I've, I've, I've shared this word quick enough many times to revitalize, right? Vitalize, if you look at that in the uh, thesaurus, if you look at some of those words, who quickeneth, who activates, activizes, animates, arms, and builds up, electrifies, empowered, enabled, and living, right? Exhilarate, all right? In other words, God quickened Abraham. He made him alive and he vitalized him, all right? He gave him the strength and the power to be able to come forth and produce a son. He made him potent, amen? Praise God. Let's see here. Now, verse, um, let's go back now to Genesis chapter 15. Amen. I like this word here because verse 6, and he believed in the Lord and counted it to him for righteousness. All right. The word counted here to plan, to esteem, to calculate, to calculate. That is to weave, to fabricate. In other words, faith was fabricated, amen, in the Lord. Created, in other words. He believed in the Lord and counted to him righteousness. Now, this word believe, all right. This word believed is the Hebrew word aman, which is where we get our English word amen. Amen. In other words, when we say amen, we're saying believe, have faith. Amen. Be faithful. Be faith, in other words. So he says here, um, he aman in the Lord. And and uh, let me see here. He amoned in the Lord. He believed in the Lord and counted to him for righteousness. Amen. And he said, and the and and he said unto him. Now, before we get into that one, let me finish my thoughts here. Um, so he believed in the Lord. Amen. He believed. Amen. He, he, the word aman here, it's a word to support, to confirm, or be faithful. In other words, he believed that God was faithful. Amen? In other words, he had trust and faith toward God. And see, the word believe here is to build up or support, to foster as a parent or nurse. He believed, he amoned, amen, in the Lord and what God had said to him, that, that he was going to be able to bring forth a son and bring strength to him, you see, to be able to bring forth, Amen? He was built up and supported in the Father. He was fostered as a parent or a nurse would be by the Father. He was rendered firm or faithful by the Father. He believed in the Lord. He was made to trust and believe, and therefore his soul was permanent or quiet. Now, that reminds me of the passage in Psalm 131. All right? Now, again, if you if you don't have this revelation of your soul and your spirit, the marismos, of what, what that's all about, it's going to be hard for you to understand this kingdom, right? Because <coughs> verse one, verse one, Psalm one thirty one, a song of degrees of David, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in matters or in things that are too high for me, great matters. 
Surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother's. My soul is even as a weaned child. Let Israel hope in the Lord for him, from henceforth and forever. You see, so the thing here is that Abraham didn't allow his soul to disbelieve God. All right? And as I was reading earlier in uh, in Romans chapter 4 again. Let's go to that again. Praise God. Romans chapter 4. Again, I think it was verse 20. Start with there or somewhere around there. Yeah. Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Apistia, right? The Greek word here, unbelief, is the word apistia, which means no faith, no trust. But was strong in faith, giving glory to God. You see, when you're in faith toward God, you're giving God glory, you're giving God honor. Because you trust him, you believe him. How important is that in our relationship to the Father, in our relationship to one another, right? So he believed in the Lord God and accounted to him for righteousness. All right. Now let's go back to Genesis verse 7, now 15, 7. So verse 6, he believed in the Lord, right? And it was accounted to him. And then God spoke. Verse 7, he says, And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give you this land to inherit it. Amen. I brought you out so that I might bring you in. Now, when you look up some of the history of this Ur of the Chaldees, right? <coughs> All right, now, when you look up some of that, the history of that, it was, it was, they were very uh, involved in astrology. They believed in, in looking at the stars and trying to get direction to their lives. All right. So, you know, right there, in other words, you got philosophies and views and demonic principles of the world. All right. And then, uh, and then as the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 1, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 2 7. All right. And this is us, the sons of God and daughters of God, those who believe God and trust God. All right. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even hidden wisdom, which God had before ordained before the world unto our glory. In other words, the wisdom of God that's coming forth out of the sons of God, the daughters of God, is hidden to the world. But it's alive to the sons of God and daughters of God. Amen. It's not hidden to them. So, in other words, I brought you out on purpose to inherit glory to God. And and so here's the thing, this word inheritance. Now look at this. Genesis chapter 15 again, verse 7. The word inherit is the Hebrew word yarash. It means to seize, to dispossess, to take possession of, to inherit, disinherit, occupy, impoverish, be an heir. In other words, I brought you out, amen, to possess. Amen. I raise up my sons and my daughters to possess, amen, the demonic realm and all that the enemy has taken us. These are the enemies that are against the sons of God and daughters of God. And they're the ones that are taken from the sons of God and daughters of God. The inheritance of God says, I'm giving you through Christ. Amen? All right. <clears throat> so how will we seize the inheritance? Well, we've got to drive out the previous tenants. Verse 8. Amen? And the Lord God 
And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? How do I know that I'm going to be able to go in and have the strength to seize and possess what you've given me? And he said unto him, and this is where he says, take me an heifer of three years old, a she-goat of three years old, a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. All right. And he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst, and he laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. Now, before we get into this, which we're going to have to do next week, but he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? How do I know as a son or daughter of God that's alive today in November the 20th, 2022, that I'm going to receive from the Father? And he started, he showed him here, take these animals, divide the, the, the heifer, the she-goat, and the ram, and the turtle doves, don't divide them. And he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst. And he laid each piece one against another, glory to God. But the birds divided he not. Now, verse 11 says, and when the fowls came, all right, who comes to take the word? Amen. What was happening here, right, is that he divided them in the midst, right? He laid each piece. Wow. <clears throat> Praise God. He laid each piece one against another. Now, um, so God said, uh, uh, where I've taken you from, and then he told him what to do here. Take these animals and split these, the ram, the heifer, and the she-goat, but the turtle dove and the young pigeon, don't split them. And he took unto them all these and divided them in the midst and laid each piece once again, one against another. All right? Now, I want to show you something here. Let's see if I can find it. Where was that? Um, well, we'll just leave it at that, amen. He divided each piece once against another, and so... Next week, the next session, we'll talk about what what God did here and why he showed him this and what he was trying to teach him about faith toward God, right? Because he said that he believed in the Lord God and he counted it to him for righteousness. Abram believed, right, what God said. And therefore, he took that and, and laid his life on it. I'm not going to make a move anymore, which they had already made a move, by the way. They had already had Ishmael, all right? And God did promise... Ishmael, you're going to be a great and mighty nation too. You're going to be a great prince. You're going to have a lot of possession, a lot of wealth. But you're not going to have uh, me. And uh, that's the key right there. The presence of God, right? The sons of God, everywhere they go, they carry the presence of God with them. All right? And we're the ones, as verse 11 says, and when the fowls came down upon the carcass, Ab carcasses, Abram drove them away. We've got to stand in faith toward God, regardless of the circumstance or situation What's going on around us, amen? All right, hold on a second here. Let me see if I want to continue. Mm. All right, we're going to leave it there. Glory to God. Father, I thank you, Lord, Father, for this wonderful time with you, Lord. And I thank you for the revelation of the kingdom of God and what you're revealing, Father, regarding your sons and how they obtain the inheritance, glory to God, through faith and patience. We inherit the promises, O oh God. And I thank you, Lord God, for this precious time and this opportunity to serve you, Father. I love you, Father, with all my heart, Lord God. And I give you praise and honor, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. With our lips, let us sing one confession. With our hearts, hold to one truth alone. For he has 
your glory. 